Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast. Uh, we have a, a episode today that maybe isn't a topic that you've heard on other podcasts when we're talking about rest days. Uh, the reason why we're going to be talking about this is because we get a lot of questions on this. You know, should I change my nutrition on the rest day, high carb, low carb days? Should I change my macro splits? You know, what should I do on rest days? How should I approach my nutrition? So what we want to try and do is just break this down and give you a little bit of clarity on how to do this. And who better to be helping me with this than Mr. Luke Hall. Lukey, how are you? You we were just talking off air, you're in full wedding season at the moment, yeah, is that full, right? Full wedding season, had a wedding this weekend, so coming off the back of two rest days, back to back, because obviously... Two rest days in a row? Oh, two no. rest days in a row, that's what happens when you've got to travel to these weddings, and yeah, so I'm feeling ready to hit training today for sure, Good obviously, stuff. yeah, we'll chat all about it now. Excellent, so I think that kind of leads us straight into, uh, obviously, the what we should do on a rest day should i be changing my nutrition on a rest day now probably don't want to be following luke's diet of of wedding food over your rest day but you know when when we've got specific goals luke give us a bit of context in terms of whether we should be changing our nutrition on a rest day yeah and and this the the question of should we change nutrition on a rest on a rest day it's always context dependent isn't it so if your goal is fat loss it definitely makes sense to maybe dial in take in a little bit just because obviously you might need a little bit less energy and it's an opportunity especially if you're someone that has very workout specific nutrition so if your pre-workout nutrition is quite high carb you've got that kind of like set in stone it's quite easy to kind of take that away um on a rest day if you're looking at fat loss, because as we say, over the course of the week, it's just that nice, easy opportunity to rein in, take in that little bit, maybe see a little bit more progress there as well. If you're looking at building muscle, if you're looking at performance, if you're looking at strength, you probably don't want to change your intake too much on a rest day. And I would say, obviously, if you've got kind of the uh, pre-workout structure that I suggested there, 
chances are you're not going to be having a pre-workout snack for a workout that isn't going to happen because it's a rest day but there's still opportunity to kind of eat towards kind of the set targets that you've got that day maybe bumping up meal size at another point just to make sure that you're getting in enough across the week or at least kind of looking at maintenance if you're looking for a bit of muscle gain there as well yeah i think i think that's a key point so to start on what you mentioned there about strength and, and muscle is that dropping your intake can happen like if you're eating in a surplus to try and like say build muscle improve your performance improve strength then on a rest day it's fine to drop it a little bit but what we often see is people drop it too much and then you know either not achieve their goal of building muscle getting stronger because they have this like roller coaster approach which we're going to cover a little bit more later on is this roller coaster approach of being in a deficit so actually they don't end up being a surplus across the week across two weeks three weeks so lowering it is fine but probably don't want to go less than maintenance and that's a that's a kind of key thing there like if you are if you do want to just drop it if you're trying to get stronger don't be too aggressive with it Um, for fat loss as luke said i think it is an opportunity there because what we try to do especially at ph nutrition is we want you to be performing well so when we're looking at your training days like these need to be set up in a way that you're supporting performance you're having you know energy availability there to be able to perform and recover at your best so having this a little bit of a a differentiation on these certain days will help you because we want to be prioritizing training days so that's where i would suggest that yeah dropping your intake on on these rest days is probably sensible if you're trying to lose fat because it's an opportunity where you know you haven't got training to to fuel I think there comes that that word context comes back into play when we're looking at the amount of training days that you're doing per week. So if you're someone that's training, you know, maybe four or five days a week and you maybe got one rest day in the middle there, that's where rest days is what we would call become can become growth days. So this is where we don't want to be thinking about dropping your intake too low because your body is still in a state of recovery. You know, as we know that it doesn't, you know, recovery and muscle soreness doesn't happen and just reset at, at, at 12 p.m. midnight. Like there's a constant, you know, like uh, overlap on this. So if you're someone that finds yourself feeling a little bit sluggish, a little bit kind of like sore, you know, or, or really are training quite hard in that two days after your rest day, then being too aggressive with dropping your with, with your intake, even if your goal is fat loss, is probably going to impact other areas. But if you're someone that's training maybe three days a week, so you're having four rest days a week, so like maybe training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, then dropping it on these rest days can be a sensible strategy to help you achieve your goal. And then once you get to your goal, (coughs) excuse me, then you probably want to increase it, you know, like to to drop it to maintenance or not to be so aggressive on your, on your rest days. So for me, this is, this is where, it's challenging to do, you know, like um, we're going to give you some simple, simple strategies to do and, and how to approach a rest day and do this in a minute. But I think you've got to approach it in terms of like looking at that kind of weak view and what you're doing. And if you can do that, then that's going to help you to kind of structure your rest days in, in the best way. Now, a strategy that we actually use when we're looking at people that are training, maybe five, six days a week, potentially even more competitive athletes or even people that are trying to build muscle, maybe hard gainers that have struggled in the past of doing this. Like sometimes we use rest days where we actually increase their intake above what they maybe even would do on a training day. Talk to me about how we would do that and why we would do that. 
Yeah, that's ultimately it's it's one of those where like as we sort of said with hard gainers and competitive people and people that maybe struggle with recovery, it's an opportunity to get a little bit more intake in because you've got a little bit more time to do it. Appetite might not necessarily be as suppressed by exercise as well. We sometimes get a lot of people saying, I feel hungrier on a rest day. Why is this? And it can potentially be due to, uh, as you said, as we've said before, appetite being suppressed from exercise. So if there's time in that day to get an, an extra feed and it's only going to be beneficial towards the end goal, towards the end focus of putting on some mass, that kind of stuff, then happy days. It's not going to be a case of eating a load of garbage, obviously, but it's one of those where you can get some good quality nutrients in and more of it on that day. Mm. It's nice and easy to do. Go for it. Yeah. I, I think this is a one that we use with definitely with our, our higher end athletes, um, purely from the amount of training that they do on a training day, you know, like they might be training upwards of four or five hours. So there's four or five hours where we, we can get some, you know, calories in carbohydrates in through, you know, maybe some liquid nutrition and some snacks, but it's really challenging to get enough, you know, whole foods in at these times because you've got five hours of the day where they're where they're where they're training, you know, and then you can't eat around that window too too close, you know, leading into it. So we use rest days as growth days. This is where that that term come from because it was an opportunity for us to eat maybe every three hours in quite large amounts because they were only having one rest day a week. So we actually allowed us to you know, really fuel in terms of like, uh, you know, different foods that didn't then impact the training. So that is a, a strategy that we use and someone that maybe if you're one of these, you know, hybrid athletes that are training kind of double days, maybe doing strength in the morning, you know, endurance in the afternoon and evenings, you know, then your, your volume is high if you're kind of, you know, doing these longer events as well, like even endurance athletes that are doing very, very long sessions and utilizing these rest days as growth days and increasing your intake which is a bit of a you know around a, a different way to look at it you know it's, it's it's not what we are conventionally used to and we found some some excellent results so yeah give it a go um one of the other reasons i wanted to talk about rest days today lukey is high carb low carb days and with our with our nutrition coaching we actually give people one target to follow for every day now the reason we do this is because Initially, initially is what we do on our six week programs. Um, this is this is what we do because I think changing macros across the week for 95% of the people is very challenging to do. I think it's hard to actually be consistent and implement it and working towards one target is much nicer. And then we can just manipulate it above and below that depending on depending on what you're doing. So on average, you will be at this target and that's what we're looking at, that average. And that's why we give you one target because it's, it's much easier than, oh, well, I've got, you know, X amount of carbs on my hard training day, X amount of carbs on my medium day, X amount of carbs on my low day. Like it's, you know, very challenging. And I think we've all looked at these workouts where we thought, oh, well, that could be an easy day. And then it kicks our ass because it's super, super difficult. So, you know, then you've already prepped your food and it, it just makes it really confusing. So that's how we would approach it. And then when we're looking at rest days, we would advise people to be able to, you know, manipulate their calories and other macronutrients on their rest day. I don't think that we need to be just defaulting to cutting carbohydrates. And I think this is a common mistake that I see a lot of people do is, that, oh, I need to drop my carbs on rest days. I'm like, well, you know, that potentially can lead into other issues which we're going to come on to. But I think if I, when we approach it, we can be like, maybe cut the little extras around training 
which you've which you, you alluded to earlier maybe shorten or condense your eating window a little bit this is a strategy that i actually use personally and one that i've found to be very beneficial for our clients so where you maybe push breakfast back a little bit and then maybe you kind of bring dinner a little bit earlier and then that can maybe allow you to kind of drop a snack or kind of reduce your intake by not having uh, you know the, the, a larger eating window so you can maybe like reduce your breakfast size or reduce your dinner size because you haven't got to eat in like a longer period so that works for me it's not so much fasting but it's like you know push it back an hour each way and then you you know cut two hours of your day so i think that works and then i would just swap energy dense foods out and increase volume so like on rest days or if i'm trying to cut my cut my intake i might not have salmon i might not have like fattier cuts of meat i might not have rice i might have the same serving size but use potatoes which is going to give me less calories for the same kind of uh, you know serving size you know I, I might be wary of the oils that i'm adding in i might reduce nuts and seeds and, and you know increase like maybe our rice cake or something which you know, for the volume that I'm getting is still going to keep me satiated, but it's not going to give me the amount of calories. So it's these simple strategies there that are going to help you to cut your calories and don't always default to cutting carbohydrates. Like if you're trying to lose weight, we know that the, the principle is a calorie deficit and where that comes from, as long as protein, you know, targets a match, it doesn't matter. So I think then it maybe negates something that we've heard commonly Luki, which is a common complaint in that when we take a rest day, we come in the next day and feel sluggish. Like, do you think that people just being too aggressive in terms of overall calories or maybe to potentially dropping carbohydrates is one of the reasons why they come in the next day feeling sluggish? Yeah, it tends to be probably a combination of the two, but I think the carbs one is something that people often uh, look. And as, as I've kind of alluded to there as well with my, my normal strategy is uh, on a rest day, I as I've sort of said before, my pre-training nutrition, I just won't have, um, yeah. which tends to be carbohydrate as well. And that tends to only be about 20 or 30 grams of carbs. So I normally don't feel sluggish after a rest day because that's kind of quite a small change that I've made. Very easy to do as well. Uh, but you can totally see it with people that think are oh, rest day and they maybe almost go to the extreme level of carbs and they don't even have carbs with sort of that meal before bed that kind of stuff as well and uh, one of those were just glycogen depleted they've not recovered as well as they probably should have done and they're coming in that next day struggling for sure yeah i think it can i think you can get away with it for a couple of days yeah. you know like, like we say like you've got enough glycogen to be able to have a low carb day and come in the next yeah. day but it's this chronic approach with these rest days that's what i see that the issue is and that they don't consume or they're very aggressive with their, you know, uh, intake of carbohydrates on rest days. And then that compounds, you know, week after week, month after month, then they come in and they feel sluggish. And then, you know, it, 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 then it becomes an issue. You know, that's when, you know, then people kind of start to, 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 to kind of have you know, plateaus in training or, or kind of have more higher stress levels and, and just don't see the, the progress that they necessarily think they should from the level of training that they're doing. And that's an issue. And that's why we wanted to highlight it that, you know, you having this one target that you kind of work to and just manipulating it by making a simple change like Luke to like Luke said there, that's exactly how we want people to approach because it's simple. You know, the simplicity factor is really, you know, makes you allow to, to kind of be more consistent with your diet. And Chloe, our coach who runs the Female Performance Project, she she talked about this, uh, this concept of having training day foods only and rest day foods. And that 
you're not allowed to eat these foods on training on rest days like well i'm only allowed to eat pasta on training days or you know i can't eat this unless i've done exercise unless i've trained which is a mad thing that that people kind of think you know it's you've got to be looking at that bird's eye view of your week or of your month of you know what you're doing on average and it's completely fine to have these foods you'd like to say you just got to be you know aligning it to your goal so i think having that approach makes it a little bit easier from a mental aspect to be able to kind of uh, look at your week and be like right i'm recovering from the sessions that i've done this week i'm fueling for the next day sessions as opposed to oh i'm not doing anything today that means i can't eat my carbohydrates as long as you're being aware of your intake i think it's that, that that's how we want people to approach it and look i understand it's hard potentially eating a little bit more on rest days it's challenging mentally you know i'm not saying that you need to be shoveling in tons and tons of food but uh, but I, I do think that having a more balanced approach across the week is something that we really bang the drum for as opposed to having this like roller coaster approach with your nutrition where you eat loads on, on training days you cut your intake on rest days and then potentially you Try and restrict your intake on a Thursday and Friday to bank your calories for the weekend. And then you overeat at the weekends. And then all of a sudden, you're just in this constant state of like, not feast and famine, but like trying to really, you know, get a bit of consistency with your diet, put a little bit more calories around your training windows and across your, you know, in days where you're doing exercise on rest days, growth days, it will help. I think that that's where, you know, we see a lot, a lot of people have a bit more balance and a bit more progress. So, you know, that that's how we would kind of advise people to kind of practically approach it. But rest days is something in the CrossFit world where, you know, and functional fitness world where it's, it's not frowned upon, but people don't really like to take rest days, do they? So when I said to you, like, you've taken two rest days in a row, like people taking two rest days in a row is like, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, when you're in, in the CrossFit world, it's not really something that's done that often. Um, and on these rest days, they can turn into active rest days. And I have a real bugbear on this, Luki. So talk to me about what you see with potentially some of your clients in terms of active rest days. Yeah, people taking the, the active part too seriously and the rest part yeah. not seriously enough yeah. is what we tend to see really, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I mean, some people think active rest day is like two hours of zone two, but because it's zone two, it's fine. And it's like, you're still doing two hours of a decent amount of work. I think moving on a rest day is something that everybody should do. I think that's still like we were talking about the sluggishness before after a rest day, obviously some part might be to do with the carbs. There might also be a little bit of it about just not having properly moved properly on that day. So I always think mm. that moving is good to do on a rest day. And But if the intensity is high or if the duration of the activity is super high as well, then it's you're not properly resting really. If you feel like there's going to be any kind of load on your CNS afterwards, it's not a proper rest day. Uh, yeah, and that is kind of the common thing. We either see people maybe going on like a, a run, that a, a jog that becomes a run, so the intensity starts to creep up, or doing, you know, like we've said, sitting on a bike, but they sit on that bike for however many hours because they feel like they have to almost. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those where just 
taking the rest part seriously and the active part a little less because even uh, zone two stuff we know can still put a bit of a drain on the cns system over long periods of time as well so taking that time a little bit more just relaxing a little bit like as i've sort of said moving is good but moving at too high an intensity for too long as well you're not going to get benefits of the rest yeah Yeah, absolutely you're like you're not allowing your body to to restore to repair to replenish your compounding fatigue like this is what i see like again you can you can go and do this like activity like you know walking or you know or still doing your commute on your bike and whatever you know that's totally fine but when it becomes something that is you know targeted exercise that like that's when i think we're looking at these maybe these athletes that, that are doing this you know, when they go into the gym on a, on a rest day and they're like, well, I've got an active rest day on a Thursday and that consists of 40 to, to 60 minutes, you know, maybe even longer. But what they understand is their training age, their capacity to be able to handle this is so much higher because they've trained that, you know, their training age is maybe like, say, 10, 12 years at a really high intensity, you know, and a, and a higher volume. So their body can handle this and it doesn't you know impact us whereas you know for us that we train four hours a week you know four days one hour like going in and trying to do this when we haven't built up that capacity we haven't built up that that training age and it just compounds fatigue and then we turn up the next day and wonder why we can't hit our percentages or we wonder why we're you know we're we're not seeing the like i said the results that we that we feel we should from the let within the volume and the amount of training that we're doing that's the key i think elliot uh Simmons, one of our one of our one of my clients, is he talks about it. I think it's called the existential vacuum, where you you do too much volume, you do, you do too much training to, but you don't allow yourself to recover it enough. So you're not actually getting the benefit of either. You you, you know you're doing enough volume, but you're not allowing your body to recover. So you don't recover effectively, and you don't actually have, be able to hit the higher percentages. So you just end up in this like gray zone where you just kind of like bumble along and actually taking a little bit of a step away from doing the volume and allowing your body to recover means that you can come back stronger. And, you know, that's something that is very individual to everybody. But I think we can often get led down the rabbit hole that more is better and that rest is for the week. And actually it's, it's something that's really needed. Uh, and again, it's that compounding. You can get away with it for a couple of weeks. You can obviously do it, you know, and doing something is, is fine, but it's just like, say when it becomes a 40 minute EMOM, uh, this is something that you maybe want to be wary of. So leading into that Luke, just to wrap up, like what are the types of things that we should be doing on rest days? Cool. Yeah. So, so as I've sort of alluded to there as well, moving so fine, walking, getting your steps in, like Liam said, if you're commuting to work as well, do that as normal, hop on your bike and get to work. Unloaded exercise is always something that we want to do. I think resistance training is definitely something to kind of steer clear of. That tends to be a bit of a bugbear of mine as well in the CrossFit community is where people do uh, active recovery WOD. And because it's an EMOM, it's recovery and the intensity is not as high, but they're still loading. They're still still 20 air squats, well, 20, yeah. still 120 air squats or something in the thing. In the exactly. But it's unloaded. So it's recovery, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is a bit of an annoying thing. But yeah, doing that kind of movement is so fine. 
time. Uh, one of those as well where sleep is super important. So if you're someone that trains in the morning normally, it could be a good idea to have a little bit of a line, have a little bit of extra sleep because you don't have to yeah. get up to train. Yeah. Obviously, if that kind of throws off your rhythm throughout the week as well, then look at the balance between, hey, is it worth me doing this to get that little extra bit of sleep or is it better to stay in the routine? But what I would say is if you still want to get up at that time to sort of stay in the routine, do something relaxing and valuable within that time. Uh, I'm not one for meditation, but you could use it for sort of meditation, something like that. You could use it to read, just relax a little bit, something yeah. like that that you wouldn't normally have the time to do if you still want to get up at the same time, which I totally get as well. Uh, from the food point of view, obviously, we've tried uh, a lot about how to change your diet a little bit, but it's always good to get more nutrient dense food in. And on a rest day, if you've got a bit more time to eat, uh, then going for kind of higher, fi higher fiber foods, a bit more veg, that kind of stuff, then have at it. Uh, yeah, loads, loads of sort of stuff that you can do there as well. Yeah, um, I think it's a good point you make there about the higher fiber foods, more veg, because the reason why we encourage that on a rest day is because when you're eating higher fiber foods, obviously, it's slow in digestion and when you've got training windows and everything else to kind of consider sometimes we don't want to feel too full on these days and this is more performance-based nutrition but you know having this opportunity to really nourish your body on this recovery day like you know get all of the colors in get all of the you know the good quality nutrient-dense foods in because you haven't got to worry about fueling for a, for a training session so you can increase the micronutrients in, in your diet on these days to help recovery inflammation so i think it's a good good opportunity uh, one of the, one of the things you said there about uh, having that kind of little bit of time to do do that stuff like you haven't got that training window now yeah if you're in the morning yeah like you can sleep in or you can get up and like say do the some mobility or do some stuff in around the house if you're in the evening you gotta you know think yeah it's an hour but you're probably going to save yourself two hours of your day that you're not training so this is where I'd be like, get stuff done. You know, like the, this is where I see a lot of people put a lot of stress on their training. And I, I think I posted way back to be like, take your rest day on your busiest work day. And, and to be like, we try and fit all of these things in where we like sit on our ass for like Saturday or Sunday. And then on Monday, we try and cram in like a 6am session and then, and then do all of these meetings back to back. And then we wonder why we're stressed and fatigued and burnt out. I'm like, well, you could just do your training session on a Sunday morning and then take rest day on Monday. Like, <laughs> and you haven't got to try and cram in a two hour, you know, like commute to the gym, get changed, get showered and do, do all of this. So if you can, like, say, kind of plan your week where you're not training necessarily on your, you know, like busiest day or, or get stuff done on your rest day so that then you can have that, that kind of little bit of a, of a gap. It's good. Spend time with family. And a mental break. I know, I know, you know, we love training. And when we advise people to kind of do something away from their gym, like I definitely kind of understand that sometimes people use the gym as an escape, as a mental break. So telling them not to go in and do something outside or do something away from the gym is actually like, well, this is where I get my peace. I, I go into it to switch off. So I do understand that. And so I, I do think that sometimes we do need to be like, trying to, to to find other areas than just this so like if you want to then go into the gym and stretch go into the gym and you know like connect with people ch chat to people rather than just put your beats headphones on and set up you know c2 bike for 50 minutes mm -hmm. like I, I do think that that's probably something that we can all be a bit better at
uh, at doing. So, you know, th- this is how we want to, to kind of approach rest days. And, and the reason why we're talking about it is because we want you to be performing your best. We, we invest a lot of time. We invest a lot of money. You know, we want to be performing, you know, at your best. And it doesn't mean that we need to be snatching 100 kilos, but it just means that we want you to be progressing in your training. And progress comes in multiple different forms. But we, if you're, if you are someone that exercises regularly, we want to get the most out of it. And I think if you can structure your rest days in the correct way, it's just going to help you to make better progress. And I think it can, you know, if done in the incorrect way, it can, it can impair your, your progress, impair your recovery, impair your energy for the next day. So hopefully some of these, some of these pointers that we've kind of raised here are just going to help you to kind of structure it in the correct way. Uh, but look, it, it, it's something that we, you know, covering up in our, in our coaching, it's something that probably a lot of people don't necessarily put a lot of importance on. Uh, but, you know, we, we look at the whole picture and that's the key thing in terms of our coaching. And, and what we do is that we look at the whole, you know, every area of this and, and, and try to advise you on it. It's not just a set of numbers and, you know, and away you go and it's a check-in every week. It's it's about looking at this lifestyle. It's about like setting your week up, find a pattern of eating, finding a pattern of how you do things that's going to allow you to be consistent. So if you are a little bit lost with your nutrition, if you are a little bit kind of like, you know, I need to get things tidied up or I need to just, you know, I just need to regain a bit of control over it, then reach out to us. We've got bespoke coaching. We've got six-week programs. You know, we can pay you with the right coach that's going to allow you to kind of, you know, work towards your goals. So, now, I don't want people struggling through, and this is why we put the podcast out for free. So hopefully you can get a little bit of guidance. But if you do come to that crossroads where you're like trying to do it yourself, it's a little bit confusing. That's the time to kind of reach out. So guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for listening to another episode of the Pediatrician Podcast. God knows how many episodes we're on, Luke. I don't know how many we're on, but it's amazing. Like it's 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 incredible to see how many people are downloading it and listening to it and the feedback we get is, is superb so um, we've got some me and Luke did a little bit of a planning session so we've got some good good uh, episodes coming up uh, but like as always like if you want us to reach out to any guest if you want to cover any topic if you want us to delve into any area then just reach out to us on Instagram drop us a message on the on the, on the website um, but if not Luke you've got anything to, to finish up with or well, I think we covered it all I think we've covered it all. Yeah, that was pretty extensive. So I know nothing from my side of things, Liam, but that was a lot of fun. fun. Good Thank stuff. You. We'll go and use all that extra vegan food from that wedding for, for training session this week. And uh, vegan <laughs> yeah. wedding, hey? Wow. Vegan wedding. There we go. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, share the podcast. If you found it, let us know how you did and just just share it. If you've got to you know, go back through, if you're finding someone that's, you know, maybe it's that person that's doing the 50 minutes C2 bike, maybe they need to listen to this. Uh, but thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 